Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good, a little cold, well a lot cold. Yep, uh, we had is. our first uh, <laughs> freezing rain here where I live at last night, so there's uh, nothing like the fun of getting to your car and having it being sealed shut from the rain and the freeze and then realizing oh. you can't find the ice scraper. Oh, so what happened? Uh, you just have to, you know, brute force through it. <laughs> okay. Did it did it go all right there? Oh yeah, I mean the car started fine. I was a little bit late to work, but uh, they sent a mass text to everybody right. where I work saying that you know we know the roads are frozen, so if you're late, you're late. Just try not to be too late. Mm-hmm. And I was only ten minutes late, so okay. you know, they got over it. Cool, cool. Uh, what have you what have you been playing uh, this this week? Uh, mix and match of everything. I've been mm-hmm. playing a little bit of Last of Us. Uh, got to the point where I met up with Ellie, so that whole confusion from last week <laughs> was uh, resolved. Right. I wasn't sure if that was just a character you met like much farther down the road or you know, fairly quickly, and then obviously you know you meet Ellie fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm slogging through it a little bit. I'm still trying to get my muscle memory with the controls to work. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing a lot of lot of key, lot of. Uh, commands by accident just because I push a button and it turns out that's not the button that I want to push. No. Okay. Just because it was something that, you know, would be a normal button that I would push on on my Xbox controller for some other game. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, like, particular that you're, like, uh... Uh, I mean, it is a remaster, so obviously the graphics are really good. I do like mm-hmm. that. Um, they, It's a nice, uh, at least the part that I'm going through so far is a nice slow pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I do like it when they want it to be a stealthy-ish section and you actually are going kind of slow, trying to be sneaky, sneaky, and not just, you know, running through guns blazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've got to the bit where, um, what was it, this this isn't a spoiler, uh, where, um, I mean, it could be any building that, that I was in, I can't remember. There was a particular building I was in and it had these particularly dangerous, like, zombies. I don't think they were clickers. I don't think they were. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I had, like, one, you know, have, like, the, the little bars of health, I had one red bar left, I had my flashlight on, and had, like, five pistol bullets or something, and, uh, yeah, I just remember just kind of feeling the tension from that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I haven't gotten to that point yet, I haven't met anything past the infected yet, I just hit okay. the cutscene where it makes... I can't remember specifically where that was. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it could have been any of the random buildings that you that you go in. So, um, yeah, no, I had just hit to the point where they revealed that Ellie was infected, and you know that she was, you know, three weeks into it when you're supposed to turn after two days, and she wasn't turning. Yeah. So that's just the bit where I got hit, you know, and then I had to had to leave for something, and then I haven't had a chance to play yet past that. Okay. How are you finding the PS4? Uh, I like it. I mean, I'm not upset at getting it or anything like that i mean even if i hadn't traded my uh, laptop for it i would have bought one next week anyway because they're doing a lot of the retail stores here in the states are doing a crazy ass early black friday sale cool to where you get a uh, one terabyte ps4 slim and uh spider-man for for free and it's a hundred dollars off the console hmm, nice. so it, it would have been a cheap buy for me if i hadn't didn't have a ps4 i'd be buying one next week anyway so cool nice uh, speaking of PlayStations, I mean, we've got a lot of PlayStation stuff to talk about today anyway, uh, but we will get into the news part of it later. Uh, so you got a PS4 last week, last Sunday. 
Uh, it is the PS4's fifth birthday today. It's been out five years, which I assume the Xbox One is probably five years old as well. Uh, and I got my PS3 today. Um, I um, ha- hadn't hadn't actually ordered it uh, on last week's podcast, so there was nothing to t- to tell with that. Um, but I ordered it on, I think it was Monday, maybe maybe Tuesday. I think it was Monday. Um, that I ordered it and uh, got it today. Set it up. Um, pretty 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 painless sort of sort of setup. Just you know, Wi-Fi connection, sign into your PSN account, that kind of thing. Uh, the the thing's very big. Um, so I now have two pretty big consoles, uh, the, the Xbox One and the PS3. The X, the, the PS4 is a lot slimmer than those two. Um, and then of course I have my, my Switch next to, uh, I, I, how I have my stuff set up is, uh, in between, in between my bed and my TV I have this little, like, square sort of platform kind of thing. Uh, I have my Freeview box on there, my PS4 is on top of it. Uh, it's been on top of there for several months and there's not been any problems with the two of them, so I'm assuming that that's fine. Uh, and then I have this little space next next to the PS4 on the Freeview box. That's where I have the Switch in the dock. Um, and then on the shelves, obviously, I have the TV. And above the TV, uh, but, like, slightly behind it, is the Xbox One. And then I have, the uh, obviously, the, the power brick next to that. And then on the other side, I have, I have my Kinect. And then the shelf above that, because I ran out of space, um, I've put my my PS3 there. So um, yeah, it's getting getting fairly packed, uh, but um, yeah, got lo- lots of cool stuff. So that's pretty good as well. Um, the interface is, is similar to the, to the PS4. It's it's got some differences and stuff, and it's got some things in in different places. Uh, it kind of you know how we have the t- the two rows with settings and games and stuff. It sort of puts all of that in one line, but sort of mixes certain things up. Um, so I went in the uh, the PlayStation Store and you know signed into my PSN and all that sort of stuff. Uh, made sure the settings were sort of to my liking and that sort of thing. Um, and then I started trying to look for the PS One classics because um, I haven't had Ratchet and Clank or Sly Cooper uh, sent to me yet. Uh, so I'll talk about those when I get when I get those games. Um, but I thought, hey, I can look in the in the PS Store and search for some PS One classics and just just sort of see w- what's on there and prices and you know that kind of stuff. Um, there isn't a dedicated category for PS1 classics. You have to search for them. At, at first, I was like looking around all over the place on the store, and um, I was like, "Oh, did they like remove them or, or something?" I was really confused as to where they were. I did some some research and stuff, and found that they were on the store, but um, they were hidden in this discover section, which I also couldn't find. So I thought, I'll, so I thought I'll just like search for the the games. So I st- I started um, searching for like Abe and Toy Story and uh, Bugs Life and uh, some other stuff like Crash Bandicoot, Metal Gear Solid, um, and they are on there, but for some reason they're not in a specific category. Um, so yeah, the, I've got downloaded at the moment uh, Bugs Life, which I got in a bundle with uh, Monsters Inc. Um, I've got uh, Abe Exodus, which is the second one uh, on there as well. I've got the Hercules game. You remember that one from the the the, the, the Disney adaptation of of that character? Um, what's the other one I've got? Uh, Toy Story Two. Um, and the 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 good thing is, is because when I had my uh, PS Vita, and I brought certain games on there, which are those games. Um, because I was signed into my PSN, it's a cross buy situation, so I didn't. Have, so I just downloaded them sort of thing um i searched for crash 3 and team racing is on there as well so i'm gonna maybe uh, jump into those at some point uh metal gear solid was on there as well there's a ton of metal gear solid stuff 
on the on the store there was all these like clothes items for different characters and all sorts of i don't know all sorts of things on there there was just a ton of metal gear solid stuff on there um but i hadn't jumped onto that yet i started abe's uh, exodus uh, which is a good game um but yeah it's very odd to have you know a, a ps3 in front of me and be playing the ps1 games uh it also does do um you know with the ps1 startup as it has uh, like two halves to it it does sort of the the yellow diamond sort of in uh startup and then it does the logo thing it only does the second half but but um Whenever you start a PS1 game, it, it always does that little boot up, so that's kind of a nice addition as well. Uh, but no, it's 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 good for what I want it for, which is the PS classics and stuff. Um, like I said, I haven't I haven't jumped onto the PS2 or the PS3 games yet. Um, but I'm going to stick to the you know the five games that I've got at the moment. Obviously, you know, pl- play through some of those. I'm still playing Spyro on PS4, which I'll talk about in a minute anyway. Uh, eventually, I'll buy. I might jump through Crash 2 and 3 maybe and then try uh, team racing as well see what that's like uh, eventually i'll play metal gear and there's there's a whole bunch of other games i'm gonna gonna be trying on the the ps3 for the ps1 games uh, and then there's of course like the the sly cooper games the other ratchet and clank games so uh yeah I'll, I'll get to it all eventually but at the moment i am playing uh abe's exodus which is the second one uh did you ever have a ps1 I honestly don't remember. I okay. don't think so. I know I know I've played PS1 games, right. but I don't remember if that's because I owned one or I borrowed a console for a couple of weeks from my friend. Okay. You got to remember that was a long, long, long ass time ago. Right. Um, PS1 that would have been right when I was coming out of college. No, I was in. When I crush one was nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. So I was two years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that was 22-ish years ago. I was just right. out of college, hmm. uh, working at this one job. I had this one apart. I, I can always track time points in my life That's by where good. I physically lived. Right. It's like I know if I lived at this one apartment, I was in this time frame. If I lived at this one apartment, I lived in this time frame. If I lived in this one city, I was in this time frame, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So That's good. And that's kind of a, an offshoot of how I grew up because my dad, we didn't, we moved a lot when I was a kid, not like a crazy lot, but by the time I was twelve, we were we were already in the fourth city that I'd lived in. Oh, so, wow. hmm. so that that's kind of how my brain organizes uh, temporal things is by ge- geotagging it to location. <laughs> so, you know, I was if you're talking about this city, okay, I would have been this age, this age, and I just kind of done that throughout. So cool, nice. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to be trying some of those PS1 games. Uh, if you guys have any particular recommendations for PS1 or PS3, um, then then that would that would, that would be pretty cool as well. Obviously, I've got my my lineup of certain games, but you guys are welcome to suggest things as well. Uh, of course, most of the the other cool thing is most of those PS1 games, or at least the ones that are good and interesting, um, I will probably include those in classic reviews, uh, which is you know kind of the point of that series as well you know the old the old old games old tv shows old films uh it's for, for review purposes for that kind of stuff so yeah it's all going to kind of feed into that sort of stuff so that should be cool as well um so yeah when i experience more of the ps3 stuff um i'm, I'm not going to be using it for things like youtube and netflix i already have plenty of devices that do that so uh it's mostly going to be for the just the ps1 and 3 games so 
uh yeah uh spyro yeah spyro reignited trilogy came out uh yeah two days ago the, the 13th on tuesday um it's, it's fun it's very very good uh i have done my first impressions video um which was the first like just the sort of 10 minutes or so me getting used to the controls of spyro you know that kind of thing is nothing too um like serious it's just kind of a a mess around first impressions thing trying to get used to the controls what can spyro do what do you do in the, in the game that that sort of thing uh, that was pretty fun as well once i get to finish um <coughs> the first spyro what i might just do is combine two and three in the same video and do first impressions that way uh, and that will kind of just just keep things a bit more together maybe we'll see um but yeah that's been very good as well did you ever play spyro uh I no, it was never a game that was on my radar. I was never much of a platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've played plenty of platformers. Uh, I mostly, you know, I grew up on Super Mario Brothers. So, uh, but past that, now nah, I was never really into that. I know that I know a lot, a lot of people love that, yep. and the yep. merchandising it shows. You can actually buy a, uh, a Spyro incense burner. And so it's like blowing smoke out of its nose, only the smoke is the incense that you're burning. So, hmm. you know, it's little tchotchke things like that are kind of cool. So Nice. Um, I've got a whole podcast kind of planned around, like, platformer characters. Uh, I did do a, send out a tweet the other day of, like, brief sort of, okay, this character's good or bad or boring or whatever. Um, but my consensus at the moment is, like, I think Spyro is better than Mario, but not as good as Crash. Um, it's almost like if you combined Jack and Dexter, like the precursor hunting of that with, with the gems and crystals, but made the game a lot smaller, so things aren't so ridiculously spread out, which they are in Jack and Dexter. Um, Spyro is obviously a lot faster than Jack, than both Jack and Dexter, because you can't run in that game for some reason. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, obviously, like, you know... It looks incredible as well, all the animation and the color and stuff. Uh, Toys for Bob did a very, very good job with that. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm just just kind of having fun with it at the moment. It's uh, it's pretty good, and I've gotten to grips with like what what I need to do in each level and how to sort of progress forward. Uh, and once I sort of got the grasp of that, it it kind of clicked for me quite nicely. So um, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I think that's all the stuff we uh, have been playing and stuff. Let's move on to some housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile send her a facebook message and get started with the program today today's second sponsor is kualu if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to kualu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with kualu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. 
and then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so uh, Walking Dead, we did the first uh, post Rick Grimes uh, episode this week for episode six, and we actually quite liked it quite a bit. Me, me, and uh, me and David, uh, he's my co-host for that, obviously. Um, what else have we done this week? A uh, bunch of Red Dead Redemption two content. Um, I did a video where I said goodbye to my horse, which is called Jack. Did one last kind of ride with him, put him in the stable, and and sort of said goodbye to him. So that was interesting as well. Uh, and also, it also wasn't as simple as you might think. Uh, there was there was some obstacles in the way. Some things happened. It was an, it was an interesting little video to make, uh, and yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, so you can check that out as well. I did uh, a later impressions for the game. That's in two parts because one of the characters said a spoiler, and um, I had to edit the video. But never mind. Um, that's out there as well. There's a uh, let's play as well. The the two hour let's play that I talked about and a uh, spoiler free review for for just the main game. Um, I have finished the main story in in Red Dead Redemption 2 so I'm going to be doing a spoiler review at some point because there's a lot to talk about there with all the different uh, spoiler beats and and stuff that are in there and the things that happen. There's just, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, What else did we do this week? Um, Yeah, uh, Arrow, we're still doing that for its its seventh season. We recently did episode four. Uh, We came back a little bit earlier because it was going to clash with um, Black Lightning and Flash which we're going to be doing for episode five soon. Uh, when those come back, because uh, of course they had the um, midterm elections that delayed those episodes, and then it kind of caught up with with Arrow. So we did Arrow earlier, basically, uh, for episode four. Um, but don't worry, we'll be back for episode five for uh, Black Lightning and the Flash uh, when those happen as well. So that would be pretty good. Uh, what else did we do? Obviously, we've got gaming talk today. So thank you for listening to that. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm missing some stuff. Oh, um, Breaking Bad. They they announced recently that they're going to be doing a uh, movie sequel. Um, I I did a um, a brief kind of ten minute uh, uh, podcast for that and giving my sort of brief thoughts, uh, and that was actually recorded before the confirmation of what the film is actually going to be about. And uh, so I sort of did some guessing, some speculation. That was quite fun as well. Uh, so I did that. Uh, was there something else we did Thursday? No, it was Red, th- Tuesday. It was Red Dead. Um, Arrow, Spyro, and uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, that was the content that came out on uh, on Tuesday. So that was quite a big content day for that stuff. Um, yeah, the Good Place is still is still continuing through for its third seasons, doing some really interesting, really funny, really cool stuff. Uh, re- really, really good show. Really fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I'm having <coughs> excuse me, I'm having a lot of fun covering that as well. Of course, there'll be a new episode tomorrow for Friday as well. Uh, so that's what we're doing at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice, including Spotify. Uh, now we're going to get into some news that we have. go uh first what would you like to talk about okay well first we've got uh the recap basically from ox18 a lot of stuff came out of that i mean we could practically do a whole podcast 
mm-hmm. out of everything that came out of that. So I'll just uh, hit the highlights here. First off is that we've got uh, an official date on uh, Crackdown 3. It's going to be uh, launching February 15th. And so that's obviously a big thing. That's a lot of people are wondering is, you know, when is that going to come out? How is that going to come out? All that, that was on the big uh, February 22nd day. So it's good that that moved uh, about a week or so before that date. Yeah. Uh, there's, only, also, there's, only, there's only two games left now in that slot, isn't there? Metro Exodus, Exodus. and mm-hmm. um, Skull and, and Bones, because Days Gone moved. Days Gone moved forward, uh, like to, to April. Crackdown moved backwards, and then the other two are still there. So we'll see what they decide to do with those. Yep, yeah. and also uh, Crackdown Three is going to be part of Game Pass, of and they, yep. in, in conjunction with that, they announced that preloading games. From Game Pass is going to be allowed now, so whenever, uh, you know, if a game's coming out, you know, that week or the week before, you can free download the game. So that's obviously mm-hmm. good for, uh, uh, for people like that. Uh, I, Obsidian, oh, go ahead. I wonder why that news came out like two days after and not on the event. The, the, uh, the, probably, the preload thing, but yeah, probably just because they either forgot about it or they had so much that they had to cover and get to that they just decided to, you know, cut it from the show. Maybe, yeah. And so, uh, you know, obviously, freeloading is important, especially when if you're somewhere where your internet isn't the fastest in the world. That really helps out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obsidian Entertainment and Inexile Ex- Entertainment joined the Microsoft Studios. Uh, we talked about that a couple podcasts ago. There's rumors that Microsoft was going to buy Obsidian. Yep, the good old, uh, so they uh, did. The good old Jason Schreier. So. Yep. Yep. So they did acquire those two studios as part of their ever-growing. Uh, uh, Content uh, developers, family, as they called it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, we... th- yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, so Obsidian's the developer on one of the Fallout games. Yeah, they did Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Um, and the other one, X. What was it? In Exile. Okay. I I'd never heard of them. Um. So that was yeah. When they announced that, I was like, oh, okay. I. Like, you know, I'm not taking any credit away from them. Maybe they're a good developer. I've just never heard of them before. Um, how, about, uh, how about you? Sometimes, the, I mean, I've heard of them. I, I'm i blanking right off the top of my head on uh, what games they're making, but I'm loading that up right now. I know they made games that I've played. It's just, for whatever reason, my brain doesn't want to work at this exact second. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so what do you think of the, I guess, Xbox family at the moment? Uh well, you can't say Microsoft isn't trying to do more. Yes. And trying to get improvements with everything. Um, they, I mean, it's one thing to have the studios, but again, at the end of the day, the game's got to be good. Mm. Now, the day the games could very easily be good. Uh, we don't know because we haven't really had... Uh, <coughs> sorry, we haven't had anybody uh, come out with stuff yet, Uh uh, they've uh, done a couple of games I've heard of. Uh, Torment Tides of Numenera is a pretty decent game. Uh, they did a couple of the Bard's Tale remakes. Uh, the Bard's Tale Trilogy and Bard's Tale 4 Barrows Deep. Uh, they did Wasteland 2 and Wasteland 3. Wasteland series is very, very similar to the Fallout series. I did play Wasteland 2. I was supremely disappointed in the graphics. I mean, this is an Xbox One game, and it looks worse than some original Xbox games I've played. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, 
yeah, you never know with developers. You could have another Scalebound on your hands, or you could have a um, Cuphead, a Game of the Year nominee. You you just you don't know. So um, yeah, obviously, if like you know certain bigger companies with like huge known track records, like if if you're like Rockstar or Naughty Dog or or something like that, you 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 know a little bit more like what you might be getting. But um, yeah, some other companies you just you just don't really know. So. Yeah, who developed um, Scalebound? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Um, so I don't remember hearing like that they're working on something else. Because I was just thinking, like, because as we're on the subject of all their uh, developers, I was just thinking, like, okay, since that game got cancelled, what is that studio doing since? But yeah, so. it probably shut down. I mean, that's yeah. one was of those it, things uh, that they. Who was Lionshead? What was Lionshead doing? Was that that uh, was uh, Fable? Fable, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just yeah thinking who who the scalebound developer might be and uh, what they might be doing. So, because um, yeah, somebody else has been rumored for a long time to be doing uh, Fable games. Um, yeah. So we'll see if that comes out soon. Uh, I mean, they got a good um, sort of library of, of of developers or family of developers, or whatever. Um, like you got your, your three four three that does Halo. You got uh, is it the Initiative that does Gears of War? Um. No, that was uh, Epic, I think. Epic. Because that was originally Cliff Blazinski, but I don't know who did the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got, you got some cool stuff in there. Uh, any, anything else from XO18? Or X- yeah, tons of stuff. Um, they announced the first uh, expansion for Horizon 4 called Fortune Islands. Uh, it takes players on an all-new adventure in a remote, remote northern reaches of the British Isles where they encounter extreme weather conditions, including lightning storms, cliff, dirt, road slides, and sweeping mountain switchbacks. Uh, you'll also be able to drive all of uh, all five of Ken Block's high-powered custom-built vehicles uh, for the upcoming Gymkhana 10, which is the 10th installment of the award-winning Gymkhana viral video franchise. Have you seen any of those videos? No, I don't think I have. Uh, Ken Block is basically a guy that takes a 700-horsepower car and drives it sideways. <laughs> and his uh, videos got really famous because he was doing, like, really tight corner drifting with, like, some extreme stunts thrown in. He's the kind of guy that would drift a car sideways over a ramp when a plane flew underneath him. So it's, like, some pretty extreme stuff. Mm-hmm. I did like the uh, the female presenter that they had. I thought she brought some nice little comedy. Uh, Sabine Schmidt? I... Th- I- I think she was the only female presenter actually there. So um, she, she was the one that um, when they did the they started the Forza stuff and she had the hills on. She's like, I shouldn't do this in hills. Um, I thought she yeah brought, brought some nice little comedy and stuff. Um, I I don't remember. I mean, I played some of Horizon Four, but I wasn't really. No, when they, the, you honestly, know, I you know when they went over to the the arcade machine bit. Um, and then in in the later bit. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on okay, you're talking about OX18. Yeah, yeah I. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember who that was. Mm. So she was pretty cool, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Everybody else was like a little bit serious. Uh, I know, like Phil Spencer, obviously he was to a degree because he's you know the head of Xbox. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. I, I like the presentation of it and everything. Um, they did a good job there. Uh, so what else did you want to talk about? Sorry. Uh, well, we got the the next big expansion for Sea of Thieves coming up. It's a uh, free content update called the arena releasing in early 2019 
Yeah. Holy crap, we're two months away from 2019. What the actual hell? I mean, seriously. Yeah. But anyway, it's going to be uh, crew versus crew, so it's basically a player versus player uh, patch that they're doing for the game. Uh, we got some announcements for State of Decay 2 uh, DLC. Uh, there's the uh, Zed Hunters pack. Um, basically, it's just some weapon upgrades and stuff like that with some free, uh, which is part of a free update. And then they got the announcement of a uh, more challenging player experience coming in 2019, along with the return of the Trumbull Valley, which was the map from State of Decay 1. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, they got crossbows in there now as well. That's, uh, yep. that's kind of fun. Um, I wonder if there'll be any Daryl-looking characters. <laughs> you can use, uh, maybe. Well, you can't. You can't intentionally make a I character, I but there's a one like turn up or or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you won't want to get sued by the AMC, so you don't know. Nope. <laughs> they got they got enough uh, lawsuits to deal with. But anyway, um, yeah, it's cool that they got crossbows and stuff. I think you said that they're doing some some knives or, or some other weapons. He said that that's being included. Uh, I don't think I will go back to State of Decay two. Um, it would, uh, in terms of Sea of Thieves, I don't, I mean, I'm interested in it, but I just want something kind of big to kind of pull me in. Maybe, maybe like a little single player campaign or something. Uh, Forza, yeah. obviously Forza is always going to be, has, has a record of being very, very good over the last, what, four or five years. Um, so obviously people, people that play these games as good updates for them as well. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, kind of my, uh, take on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you uh, with uh, State of Decay 2? Uh, I mean, I'll definitely go back to it. I go back for, to from point to point. I still got to finish up the initial game's uh, achievements. I got two more to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I doubt I'll get all the achievements from uh, the Daybreak because there's just way too much grinding in that to do. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, what else from the event do you have? Uh, the two other big ones is that they announced that the Xbox Adaptive Controller that we've talked about a couple of times, yeah. uh, that is launching in 17 more markets outside of the U.S. Uh, so you're going to be able to get the controller if you live in Mexico, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, China, Colombia, Hong Kong, Hungary, Israel, Japan, Slovakia, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, Taiwan, Turkey, and the United Arab Emirates. So clearly they... Uh, feel that there's a big future for that uh, console to launch it in that many countries. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked the conversation they had around it with, like, uh, being inclusive to all gamers and stuff. Um, so so I, I think it was um, Graham in the show. He put it quite... He said those with, like... Um, I, can't, I, I couldn't quote him because I can't remember exactly what he said. Something about, like, those uh, with, with slightly less mobility or something. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what he said. But the the quote he said I, I thought was very sort of fitting for a description for for people with, like, you know, less, less mobility and stuff. Because, like, the way you can describe that can be quite sensitive. Like, some people just st- straight say, like, disabled. I don't really like to use that word in particular. Because um, they're not, you know disabled they are they have just less mobility and stuff like uh like was said um but no i think that the yeah controllers are obviously doing very well uh, it's good that they're going to get it out to more countries and stuff so yeah sure everybody should be should be able to game so um i like that they showed a little montage clip as well of uh some people mm-hmm. using it in uh in like the, chi- the children's homes and stuff uh, yeah the children's hospitals and that and seeing them kind of have fun that was that was nice as well so yeah what, what do you think of that 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously they put a lot of effort into making that controller. I mean, they've actually talked about the amount of effort they went into making the box that the controller comes in mm. so that the people that do have these uh, limitations in their mobility right. can actually still open the box, which is obviously kind of important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, what else did you want to talk about from it? Uh, well, the last big announcement that they had from uh, X01 was uh, they're relaunching the arcade, mm. but winter. instead of going back to uh, summer of arcade, uh, they're going to be doing the winter of arcade. Yeah, I wonder if I'm assuming some of these will be included, like Game Pass, because like they're they're pushing that thing very heavily, and it's uh, that you know when they did the one dollar offer, they got me in, so. Uh, I signed up for the one pound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was there was they've updated that a lot since I last looked, which was only like a couple of months ago. Um, I downloaded uh, the the two Disney games, Rush and um, the, the the Disneyland game, whatever mm-hmm. that was called, where you can go around Disneyland and and do games with the different characters. I downloaded um, what was the other one? Uh, that season one thing, the the, the one that the, the game they announced in this is like the episodic. Adventure thing that that looked quite uh-huh. cool, so I downloaded that as well. Um, how about you? What's your kind of feelings on the Game Pass and stuff? I think it's a great value. Yeah. If, if it's something that like if you're in an area where you can't do a game rental, over here in the states they have a thing called a Red Box. It's basically a little uh, vending machine kiosk mm-hmm. that they have outside of some stores, and you can do game mm-hmm. rentals from there. But your selections are limited to whatever's in stock, and since it's a little kiosk, it's very, very limited selection. I actually checked one out. That there's one like at the grocery store where I get my food, which is like literally three blocks from my apartment. Uh, the only two games they had in stock was Fallout 4 and Friday the 13th, the game. Hmm. Yeah. So not a whole lot of selection there. So obviously Game Pass, they've got somewhere in the neighborhood of 125-ish games, and they're constantly adding more, mm-hmm. especially with the backwards compatibility. So it, it's something that at some point I'll probably just break down and get like a regular subscription to. I did do the two months uh, when it was $2. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had a few games that I played that I got really into and I need to go back to. I've got like five or six games that I need to go back to at some point. Yeah. Um... But no, I think the, the Game Pass is great value. Obviously, like the whole exclusive day one thing is a big deal. But like the back catalog that's on there as well is really good. Um, there's things like you know, um, like Sunset Overdrive and Halo Five, and uh, what's the other one I was thinking? Um, uh, uh, well, all the Forza games, so Forza Seven, yeah. Horizon Four, all that DLC Quantum, is good. Quantum Breaks on there as well. Quantum Break. If you never got a chance to play or finish Quantum Break, it's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Graveyard Keeper that I talked about a few podcasts back, um, that came out of nowhere for me yep. for uh, for the Game Pass. And that was actually a, one of the games that it's been a long time since I've had a game suck me in like, like that, where I'm just like, you know, just doing this and doing this and doing this. And I look up and I've been playing for three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, like, I kept thinking throughout the whole show, like, this Game Pass is a really, really cool thing. And, like, I, I see what Microsoft's trying to do with the whole, you know, studio acquisitions and, obviously, developers that they've already got are making the games, you know, like Halo Infinite and Ori, Ori in the Will of the Wisps and, and everything else that's in development, Gears 5 and stuff, and, obviously, all those are going to go in the, the Game Pass and Crackdown 3. So, like, yeah, if they can fill that thing up, well, not fill it up with the exclusives because you can't have, like, 
that many in one year. Um, but if they can start getting a lot more exclusives and like really putting them on there and stuff, and they've obviously got that tied in with the Xbox One X stuff with the enhanced games and and all that kind of stuff. And um, the other cool thing is if they if they bring uh, like if they do make a new Fable or something, they can add if they're not on there already, like the uh, the the old ones backwards compatible and, and put that on there and stuff. So uh, yeah, they've got, they've got something really unique on their hands. Um, I just I do kind of look at Sony and think like, okay, you do have PlayStation now. And uh, we're, we're going to be talking about some interesting Sony stuff in a minute or in a little bit. But I think like they could do the same thing. Um, like maybe not necessarily the exclusives. There might be some, I don't know, some stuff in there. But uh, yeah, they, they could put some effort in there as well. But uh, no, Game Pass is great at the moment. So Yeah, so anyway, back to the original part of that. It's yeah. called the Winter of Arcade. It's going to start uh, December 6th. But for those people that uh, have a little bit of money burning a hole in their pockets, there are tons of early Black Friday sales, at least on the U.S. side, in the Microsoft, in the uh, Xbox uh, marketplace. And I actually did two quick purchases this morning. Uh, The the expansion uh, for XCOM 2 was half off, so I grabbed that. And then there was a DLC for Kingdom Come Deliverance for post-story play. That was half off, and I bought that as well. So Kingdom Come Deliverance is a game. I'm one of the many games I have to get back into, but I'll probably start off with uh, XCOM 2 first, just since I don't have to do a whole restart on the game. Okay, I liked the um, the bit in the advert where uh, the, the the little Black Friday um, sort of skit advert they did, where mm-hmm. uh, I think it was one of the, with one of the Forzas. Um, he said, like, 50% off, you don't pay for 50%, and then you pay for the other 50%. I thought that was uh, th- that was a little bit funny. Um, yeah, it was, it was a nice kind of, you know, fun, silly little um, Black Friday kind of ad that Major Nelson did. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what I will be picking up. Like I said, I've just um, got got the PS3 with all the uh, the classics and stuff, and I have Spyro and stuff to play. Um, obviously, if I see some good deals and stuff, I'll, I'll probably pick them up. Uh, again, it just it depends if it's a disc thing that I can rent or a digital game that I can't rent and that I could I could buy. Um, so we'll see what's uh, what's on offer. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with that? Uh, no, well, that's all that I had from XO18. Uh, dropping right on the heels of that is the November 2018 Xbox update. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a bunch of stuff coming out from that. Uh, the first, obviously, big one is uh, mouse and keyboard support is officially live for the Xbox players. Uh, Microsoft has left this up into the hands of the developers, so if they choose to do it, uh, they can. If they choose not to, then that's on them. Uh, but that is something that they're doing. Uh, the Razer games, um, the Razer keyboard, the Razer mouse designed for Xbox that they talked about uh uh, it's not out yet, but it should be out soon. Yeah, they partnered um, with them for uh, mouses and keyboards and stuff. So Yeah, it says uh, tune in to uh, CES uh, January, which is next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we got the uh, Cortana and Alexa updates. Uh, so the Alexa beta for the UK is out now. This is uh, English only in Great Britain. Uh, so that's so. If you live in the UK, you can check that out now. Mm-hmm. Does uh, Cortana work properly? 
I don't know. I don't have the the a mic regularly plugged in. Yeah. And so I really don't know if that works or not. I I try I tried the Cortana thing again the other day. It just doesn't really like respond very well. And then I went back to the original Xbox commands uh, that you can have, and they just seem to click so much better. So I don't know what's up mm-hmm. with that. Um, I mean, so is it the, the commands are kind of interesting with with the Cortana thing, but they just don't really work properly. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and the main reason why I don't have any of that, don't have that plugged in, or I don't have any of those devices plugged in. Uh, just go on YouTube and just uh, just search for like Alexa fail or Siri fail or Google fail, mm-hmm. and it's just people that are in real life uh, Twitch streamers uh, will have like text to speak or ask questions, and then the Google or the Siri or whatever will pop up and give them like their home address or something. Yeah, and yeah, so that's that's that above anything else is the reason why I don't have anything like that plugged into my house. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just use the normal Xbox thing with the with Connect, so uh, it still works in 2018. So that's good. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, anything else you want to talk about from this? Uh, well, the last big update is the announcement for the Apple Music app. Uh, for those people that don't know, mm. this is one of the many services and benefits that you get from having an app Amazon Prime uh, membership. You do like the Prime Video, so the free streaming, and then the Prime Music for music streaming. Mm-hmm. So they have an official app now for the Xbox. Uh, the Amazon Music app allows uh, Xbox-enabled Amazon Music subscribers to stream songs through their console. I don't know if this works for background streaming or uh, of music while you're playing games, like you can do with some other things like Spotify and uh, Pandora and things like that. But I can't imagine that if it doesn't do it now it won't do it soon in the future mm-hmm. uh the only requirement is to have an amazon prime membership obviously there's actually two tiers there's the people that have prime and that gets you about two million songs that you can choose through and then you have uh, amazon music unlimited which is an additional subscription service that but that gets you 50 million songs so obviously more choices are better but uh, that's one of those things that if you just have prime then you're already there. And I I already have Prime just because I buy so much small stuff that gets delivered to where I live. Um, the free shipping pays for Prime itself. Cool. Nice. Uh, you should also tell your Alexa to play Jack Ryan, season one, and uh, you'll end up watching a good show. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, more tech stuff is, is cool as well. Um, I I do quite like the idea of like voice commands and stuff with... with uh, whatever it is like siri or the google thing or or any of those kinds of stuff um i don't use music like apps that much i i kind of rarely use spotify and stuff i actually have like just a few select songs and i i have them on like a little mp3 and that's about what i use uh and then i just have music from like other stuff like certain games that, that have music in them and and that sort of thing um but yeah that that's about the most that i use with with like music apps how about you yeah, I mean, I have uh, I use the Amazon stream at work when I'm done listening to podcasts, or there's no other podcast that I want to listen to. Honestly, the the best if you already have a Prime, a lot of the stri- audio that you can stream is like uh, sleep help, uh, like relaxation sounds. So just put in like nature sounds, and they have a very large collection of like ocean waves and gentle rain and forest sounds and things like that. 
yeah. to help you sleep at night. Um, and they're all part of that subscription service, so it's free. So if you're ever having like a night where you just can't get to sleep, I just pop that on and then just go to sleep listening to waves crashing on the ocean. Cool. I should start doing that again. I stopped for some reason. Uh, but that is a good idea as well. It does. It, it, it quite works quite well. Um, yeah, yep. I stopped doing that like months ago, and I I don't exactly know why, but I should start now that you've brought that up. I'll I'll do that again. Um, yeah, it's it's a good idea. Uh, cool. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, the, um, EA had a big blog post about oh his, its upcoming <laughs> game, and this is actually a good now? one. <laughs> uh, nobody left. Uh, they announced uh, more details on their Command and Concert, uh, Command and Conquer reboot, uh, remaster that they're doing. Uh, Command and Conquer Tiberian Dawn, which came out in 1995, so that's a little before your time. And Command and Conquer Red Alert, which came out in 1996. Uh, the expansions pack, uh, Covert Ops, Counter-Strike, and Aftermath, all are getting remasters. In the blog post that they posted, EA was very, very adamant to stress that the new remasters are coming, quote, without mi- microtransactions. EA is partnering with Petroglyph Games to develop the remasters, which is good because the studio itself has history with both EA and some of the founding members worked at Westwood Studios, which created the original Command and Conquer, which is a very, very good uh, strategy-based, uh, you know, turn-based strategy game if you haven't ever played any of those. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, it, well, like we said in the in the pre-talk, it's funny that they felt like they had to come out and say, like, look, no microtransactions because of, you know, the past history that we won't go over again. Um, so that so that was, uh, yeah, kind of funny. Um, I mean, in terms of Command and Conquer, I have like no interest in the series, but I do think that the the little uh, just a little quote about microtransactions was was interesting. So yeah. And if you're a younger person that's never played a real-time strategy game, that's a good one to get into because okay. that's kind of the gold standard of real-time strategies. They, I mean, I can't say that any real genre ever peaked, but if I had to hold up one game series as to this is how you do a, a turn-based real-time strategy, it would be the Command & Conquer series. Cool. Uh, what else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, the last big thing that I had to talk about is more Fallout from Blizzard. Um, obviously, we talked about last week with Diablo Immortal reveal at BlizzCon and it being a mobile game. And not everybody, and when I say not everybody, a good chunk of the Diablo fan base uh, is not happy with them going to mobile. Uh, they did an interview. A lot of it's in Korean, so I'm basing you know a good chunk of it on... Uh, where it was in translation. Uh, the This was a session held at BlizzCon, um, so it's like people sitting at a desk. This isn't like an immediate reaction, but it was for the Korean market because if you go to the video, it's got Korean underneath it. Obviously, uh, Blizzard, a lot of those games are huge in Korea. Unfortunately, uh, the um, Wyatt Chang and Adam Adherd, who are uh, the people that are spearheading Immortal, didn't do a whole lot to ease people's fears about the direction of the company. In fact, they pretty much threw gasoline on that fire. Uh, Adam was quoted as saying, quote, Many of us over here for the last few years have shifted from playing primary desktop to primary mobile game playing. 
We have many of our best developers now working on new mobile titles across all our IPs. Some of them are with external partners. Some of them are being developed in-house only. We will have more information to share on the future. So basically they're saying mobile is where they're going. And the stock price for Blizzard really, really reflects that. Uh, I pulled up the stock ticker. On Tuesday, October 16th, the stock was at $78.73. We're recording today on November 15th. The stock is down to $53.56. So it's down almost $25 a share. That is a lot. That's almost 25% of the stock's value down in the last 30 days. So you got to figure most of that is people bailing on Activision. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate what, what happened and with the event last week. I mean, we discussed all that stuff last week. Um, hopefully their stock gets better because I care about Blizzard and stuff. Um, I mean, admittedly, it's kind of only Overwatch, but I don't want to see the company fail. And we've said a lot of times... Uh, even if you're like you know, Final Fantasy or, or, or something, and so, like like a series that we don't care about, we still don't want to see the the the, the particular thing fail. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I hope that things improve for them. Uh, and they yeah, they, and they... I've I've always said that I don't you know I'm not rooting for anybody to fail. The only thing that's driving this story and goes back to last week pot, uh, podcast where I talked about the infinite rage machine. Uh, and unfortunately, we had more of that. Um, do you know who Bob Chipman is? I don't. He was part of uh, the uh, the Escapist magazine for a while before they had the clearing out and the reboot and all that stuff. Uh, he does videos from time to time under the moniker Movie Bob. Uh, obviously, his background is movies and cinematography and things like that. But he felt the need to weigh in on on uh, Diablo Immortal. I don't really want to get too much into this. It's just, I don't, I'm not a fan of the guy. He's always come off as somebody with, like, who assumes he knows way more than he does, and he never presents himself in a good light. But in the video he did, he basically said that if you don't like mobile games, um, since mobile games are played more by females than males, you hate women and your mom. And that's not me being hyperbolic. He actually said, if you don't like, the Diablo Immortal, then you hate women and your mom. That is a quote from his movie, from his uh, video that he put up on YouTube. Yeah, uh, the guy is utterly ridiculous. I had he has zero credibility with pretty much anybody that's in the industry, and yet he's building on and continuing with the rage machine of oh, you don't like this thing, that means you're a sexist or you hate women or whatever. And yeah. people like that, I just. I try not to immediately dismiss, but people that have that kind of an argument is you don't like this thing, then you must have this personality. Yeah, those are pretty much the only group of people that I immediately dismiss from an argument just because that's not a fact. That's a, a stretch at best and sheer uh, you know dogma at worst. So, mm-hmm. uh, Cool. Should we move on from this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's all the new stuff that I've got. I know you've got a few things you want to talk about. Yep. Uh, we got the six nominees uh, for Game of the Year. Uh, not our Game of the Year. We will do a podcast on that later in the year. Uh, but no, the Game Awards hosted by Jeff Keighley, which was very successful last year, which is very good because uh, it's a good show. 
uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, so those are your six nominees for uh, Game of the Year. They do have uh, other nominations for other stuff, uh, but we will touch on those uh, when those happen later in the year. I, th I believe it's December 6th or 8th? Uh, December 6th. Yeah. Um, because, um, and I forgot to bring this up, the the winner of Arcade is going to have its full details announced at the Game Awards on the 6th. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wonder when you said uh, December 6th. Uh, so, which one jumps to you as, as kind of maybe the winner there? Uh, honestly, we talked about this not on the pre-stuff, you know, the pre -stuff, but a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. I really am not that much into game awards anymore i mean they were kind of cool for a while but they really don't affect my decision on anything anymore i mean if i'm gonna play a game i'm gonna play a game whether or not it wins a, a game of the year or not is not really anything that uh i care about and since neither you or i are part of the voting process i don't really have any vested interest in if somebody wins or not so i mean if they win great you know high fives to you if not, it really doesn't affect anything I'm going to be doing. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm surprised to see Assassin's Creed Odyssey on there. Uh, I'm even more surprised to see Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World on there. Uh, God of War and Red Dead were, like, you know, obvious choices. Those are kind of the two biggest games of the year. Uh, Spider-Man was a nice sort of surprise. I, like, wasn't sure necessarily if it was going to be on there. But it's, like, the biggest selling PlayStation game ever, I think. They, or in the, mm -hmm. at least in the PlayStation Network history, uh, which is PS. Yeah, as PS4. a console exclusive, it's the best-selling game pretty much of all time. So yeah, uh, Celeste I thought was great. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was almost the one Assassin's Creed game that I didn't like. Uh, I, I I tweeted about this yesterday. I was like, because I like sure if you if you like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and you're having a good time with it, I hope you continue to enjoy your time with it. Uh, but it's it's very strange that like all the Assassin's Creed games that we've had, a lot of people have been like I'm out on the series and like it isn't doing new things, and then like it changes and does origins, and I'm like, huh, I really like this one. And a lot of people sort of like, okay, well I'm I'm not sure about this one. This one wasn't great, and I'm like, oh, I'm a bit confused. And then like they do Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is you know the newer format, but like slightly changed. Uh, but they did some stuff that I didn't like. But people liked that instead. So it's a strange situation to be in. But uh, I mean, I'm not complaining about it or anything. It's just a uh, it's an interesting scenario to be in. Uh, Celeste, I thought was great. Um, I tried to remember if that did because I was thinking like a couple of months back or whatever, like what my game of the year is and stuff. And then like we always get to the situation where like the March releases get sort of forgotten a little bit. And I was like, what did I play early in the year, around like June, July, and Celeste was one of those games. Uh, I did really enjoy it, so I'm glad that that's being included as well. God of War, obviously. Uh, Spider-Man, we talked about that. Uh, what about Monster Hunter World? Are you surprised to see that on there? Not really. I mean, that game was a pretty decent phenomenon at the time. I mean, every single game that's on that list yeah. is something that I could see. Yeah, I could see why that's a game of the year. Mm -hmm. It's not like... Is it like last year or the year before to where they had PUBG dominated right. for it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, to me, Monster Hunter, I didn't like it. Uh, I know a lot of people that did and had a lot of fun. Again, we want those people to have the the good time that they're having. Um, but to me, the, the strange thing to me is, like, after that game came out, like, a, a month after or two months after, after 
I stopped hearing people talk about it, so I, I forgot about that game as well. Um, but like like I said, there's the big community out there for it that really like it, and uh, yeah, that's great as well. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously. Um, so we'll see what happens. My guess is it's going to be between God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2, and I I think Red Dead will take take uh, this one. So we'll see what happens. If I had to pick between two, it'd be somewhere between uh, uh, Red Dead and Spider Man. Hmm. As odd as that sounds, I think, I think Spider Man the... was. Spider-Man was a big enough of a hit that it would warrant a game of the year, even though it was on the console exclusive. Yeah, um, yeah, I can I can see those being the three like front runners, and then the other three just fitting in somewhere. Uh, so we'll see what happens on December sixth. Sixth, sorry. Um, but yeah, obviously we'll have some other like announcements from the Game Awards themselves, and uh, should be a good time. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, speaking of Sony and exclusives, or Sony specific. Uh, as of about two hours ago, they announced that uh, Sony is skipping E3 for 2019. Uh, sort of for the first time in 20, <coughs> 24 years, uh, which is uh, what I read, uh, that they will be skipping the show. A lot of people obviously like, PS5, PS5 is Im- imminent, it's going to be announced 2020. I was like, okay, may- maybe, may- we-, we don't know like exactly how far away that console is, if it would be... A PSX 2019 announcement or an E3 2020 or a PSX 2020. We, we really don't know right now. Um, but what's your guess as to why Sony is uh, skipping next year? Uh, well, I think a part of it is to give people a chance to forget about how supremely self-serving and arrogant their last E3 was. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that, that whole thing of having people in one part of the stage do one thing and have everybody waste 15 to 20 minutes getting over to where the actual stage is and do the rest of that. That really did rub people the wrong way with a few things. So they're giving them a chance on that. Um, Plus, you know, those E3s are not cheap to do with all the stuff that you have to do with like sets and announcements and whatnot. You know, it doesn't hurt to skip a year to to not spend that money to focus on other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be weird, like, if you think of E3 and, like, the main three of the focus, like, Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, so yeah, it's going to be weird to, it's going to be weird to see them not be there, um, but I assume that they'll hopefully have a PSX, uh, next year, uh, and we'll see, we'll see when PS5 comes out, um, or Mm. when that's going to be announced or what the situation is, um, yeah, it's strange, it's very strange. Uh, but speaking of uh, PlayStation and, and sticking with them for a moment, uh, the PS4 turns five years old today, which I assume means that the Xbox One is roughly around five years old because they came both came out uh, November 2013. Uh, and the Xbox, the original Xbox, um, which should just be called X, you have Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. It's it's as simple as that. Uh, the Xbox is uh, 17 years old today, so they both have their birthdays. Uh, on the on the same day. Um, any any thoughts on those things? Yeah, I mean, it, it is still a little weird to think of Xbox One and PS4 being, you know, five years old. Yeah. It honestly just feels that it only came out like a couple of years ago, mm. so that is a little weird. Um, but past that, I mean, you know, they're still going strong. Hell, I remember back when the original Xbox came out, um, one guy was utterly convinced 
that Microsoft would get out of gaming on a console level within two years. It was just, you could not convince him otherwise that that was not going to happen. Well, we're 17 years later, so... Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in 2013, I wasn't even doing entertainment talk. I wasn't even, like, podcasting full stop. Uh, I think I was still listening to podcasts. I was listening to, like, Beyond and Unlocked and, and those sorts of things. Uh, but, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, time time does fly, and uh, we'll see when the next bunch of consoles come out. Um, my dad mm-hmm. my dad said to me that something else had a birthday today, but I can't remember what he said. So, <laughs> uh, What was it he said? I can't remember, but he said something's got a birthday today, and I I said about the PS4 and the uh, the Xbox. So, uh, what else do we have? Uh, yeah, I've got PlayStation Classics written down, but that's for these the stuff from earlier. Uh, I wrote down my sort of mini highlights for the XO18. What what's its official name? Just XO18. Yeah, just XO18. Because yeah, the O is for the one. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, the, I wrote down the Obsidian thing and the uh, the Game Pass stuff. Uh, did you want to talk any more about Game Pass? Uh, no, I mean, it's one of those things that, uh, um, you know, it's it's there. It's not going to go away. So it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, they keep expanding it and keep increasing the value for it. So mm-hmm. um, so we've predicted in, in a podcast a, a month or so ago... Um, when the PS5 and stuff would be coming out. But seeing as we got this news about Sony skipping E3, when do you see the announcement happening? Because obviously that's going to be you know, before the console comes out. So, Well, there's no guarantee that it won't happen next year, that mm-hmm. Sony could just be doing its own thing. It could be, yeah. Um, because we didn't know about XOA 18 until like a month or so ago. But obviously yeah. they had to have a little bit more than a month of planning into it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that, that, you know, pulling something like that off, you need a couple, three, four months of planning and logistics to do that. Mm. So do you think maybe PSX 2019? Because that's like the, the PlayStation fan event thing. If they bring that back, announce it, and yeah. release it next fall to 2020? Yeah, if they do a, P- if they do a PSX um, in 2019, not 100%. I give it like in the strong 65 70% that they would do that. Yeah. And then announce it next fall, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, it's exciting times, though. Like, I, I, I ha- what's your kind of excitement level for these new consoles and, and everything that's kind of happening? Uh, for PlayStation, not very high. I mean, I'm just now getting right, into the right. PlayStation eco culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would really kind of depend on features and price. Um, past that, not really. Um, for Xbox, I mean, they've set themselves up to where. They release a new Xbox, and it doesn't really matter in the sense that you don't have to buy new games. It's just the same games that you playing or that you play now are just going to play better on a future console. Mm-hmm. They've really kind of future proofed themselves into that. So yeah, that is one thing. But I do. Sorry, go ahead. I said I do see strong sales in that regard because you'll have people that have you know still on the original Xbox, or so they might be on an on an S, um, and you know they just going for the next one up and you know or maybe it broke and you're just replacing it with something else so yeah um yeah i mean that that's the one kind of if there's one thing sticking out to me that needs to be improved for quote-unquote next gen ps5 whatever is sony's like i i I was gonna maybe do a little mini mini sort of discussion podcast or something about like playstation scattered library kind of thing 
Um, mm-hmm. th- th- there was two that I, I kind of came up with recently that I want to do. One is the whole platformers and characters and stuff like Crash, Spyro, Ratchet, Mario, all, all, all those kind of characters. Uh, I do want to wait until I play um, Sly Cooper to uh, kind of include him in there as well. But uh, that that's one kind of podcast I had planned. And then another one was just kind of talking about Sony's scattered library, which is like, you know... Uh, the way that you have the PS1 classics on the Vita and the PS3, but like on the Vita they have a dedicated like section at least, like a category, and then on the PS3, like I said, you have to search for them, so you don't know which ones are like necessarily on there. And then there's like the PlayStation Now, which is only download with PS2 and and 4, and then like you got the PlayStation Classic, which has got some games. So it's I I think there's a there's a little maybe discussion podcast for me to kind of do there and discuss like. Because they need to basically use everything that they've got, which is like the play, which is like the classics section with the Vita and stuff like that. They need to bring that in, use PS Now somehow, and then use the download function for PS Now with that in some way, and 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 take it from there in some way. Uh, but like you said, with with uh, Microsoft, they've got obviously the backwards compatibility, which feeds into the Game Pass, which is like a small price, and you can just simply download them and play them on your Xbox One. So it's great. Uh, yeah, that's all we've got for the podcast this week. Um, still a fairly good length podcast anyway. Uh, yeah, let, let us know your thoughts on Sony skipping E3. Let us know your thoughts on uh, the Game Pass and everything that's happening with Microsoft. Uh, if you're, if you, you are playing Spyro, let me know what you think of that. Uh, if you guys want to pitch in for anything for the, uh, the platformers discussion or the, the PS PlayStation library or any of that kind of stuff, uh, you can, can email us and everything. Uh, the email is matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter at eTalkUK, uh, there's the Facebook group and the Facebook page. There's also an email form you can fill out on the post for the podcast that you're listening to. Uh, just click on the source button uh, if you're listening in the ind- individual feed. Uh, it's basically where you put in your email and your comment, that will get sent to me as well, it's, it's fairly simple to do. Uh, so that's the ways you can submit feedback and stuff. Uh, quick question for you: Is there any is there any particular feedback you'd like to to talk about with listeners? Because I just listed like some stuff I'd I'd like to talk about. I don't know. I love it when we get listener questions yeah. because it's always something that we haven't thought of, or it's a clarification of something that we did talk about. Mm. Plus, it just helps remind us that you know we're not just sitting here talking in the thin air. That, <laughs> you know, somebody actually listens to it because you see the numbers because you run the website, but right. I don't. So I don't. You know how we're doing number wise. I don't know if uh, you know we had a good podcast or a bad podcast, or if something came up that they really liked or really didn't. So, mm-hmm. yeah, listener questions are my favorite part of it. So, okay, is there anything specific you'd like listeners to uh, to sort of just ask anything on their mind? Cool. You know, just just anything that would come up that they might think, uh, oh, that's a new idea. I hadn't thought of that. So nice, cool. Uh, yeah, that's the end of this week's podcast. Uh, if you'd like to support what we are doing here as well, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Um, there's an affiliate link, like we said before, Black Friday is coming up soon, Christmas is coming up soon. But don't forget, you can treat yourself as well, as I have done <laughs> this week. Uh, yeah, um, so that's, uh, yeah, you can use our Amazon affiliate link with that stuff to, you know, either buy Christmas presents, use Black Friday, treat yourself, that kind of stuff. Uh, we will get a small cut of what you spend, but goodly, in a good way, it won't cost you anything extra. So we basically just get a cut of what you spend, but nothing extra for you. Uh, so that's great as well. iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds that you uh, are currently using. You might not be using all of them. You might not watch The Walking Dead, or you might not watch some of the other stuff, or, or whatever the case may be. 
Um, but yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds that you intend to use. Of course, there's Spotify as well. Uh, what else is there? Word of mouth. Tell your friends, family, people that you know uh, about the website or the iTunes feeds. They can come and discover the content for themselves. And like Robert said, I see the numbers and I can see if they go up or down. And uh, yeah, that's that's great as well. Uh, if you'd like to watch me, Robert, or David play different video games, uh, I've got, me and David have got Twitch streaming channels, Robert's got one on Mixer, so you can subscribe to those, of course be notified when we go live, and you can simply, you know, click on the thing and watch it. Um, yeah, that's it for this week's podcast, thank you all very much for listening, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find the content, and uh, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>